0: Welcome to Third Space, the podcast that aims to fill the yawning gap between the Christian church and secular culture. In particular, this global crisis we find ourselves in and all of the implications we find for living in wartime. I'm Steve McAlpine. And I'm David Robertson. And in this episode, we're taking a look at evangelism in wartime.
1: In this current crisis, I know there are lots of churches who think, well, maybe people will be more open. Maybe because we've been reminded by mortality statistics coming up every single hour that on our news media, that people will be more aware of their mortality in a society which lives as though it's immortal. But how do we communicate the gospel? And I think that's a real struggle for many people. It seems as though our communication of the good news is often not communicating. If you believe that there's a heaven and hell and people could be going to hell or not getting eternal life or whatever, and you think that, uh, well, it's not really worth telling them this because it would make it socially awkward. And atheists who think that people shouldn't proselytize, just leave me alone, keep your religion to yourself. how much do you have to hate somebody to not proselytize how much do you have to hate somebody to believe that everlasting life is possible and not tell them that i mean if i believed beyond a shadow of a doubt that a truck was coming at you and you didn't believe it that truck was bearing down on you there's a certain point where i tackle you and this is more important than that now that clip that we've just seen from pen gillette that or just heard For me, it's one of the most amazing clips of all because what he was doing as an atheist was saying, look, how much do you have to hate someone not to want to tell them the good news of the gospel if you actually believe that? Steve, what do you think? Well, you
0: know, I I wonder as I listen to that, it says how much do you have to hate people not to tell them? Uh, Maybe perhaps, uh, as I ask you this, uh, is it because people who are Christian think that
1: telling people the gospel will get them hated? I think there are lots of different reasons and it will vary for different Christians. I think there are some Christians who actually think they don't need to because they don't believe that anyone's lost. Um, they, They don't believe that people need to become Christians. And I think that's made further worse by the cultural vibe that they've imbibed, which somehow makes it an absolute sin to imply that someone should believe what you believe. Shouldn't everyone just be entitled to their own personal religion? And as Christians, we know that that's wrong, but we still um, imbibe it. I think we also struggle to communicate the good news because we're not talking to people. Um, I I used to have this poster up on my wall and you'll laugh at me, Steve, because you you think how thick I was um, not to know this, but it just needed to remind me, uh, you can't speak to people about Jesus unless you're speaking to people. Uh, you know, if I bought everything online, you could live in a bubble all the time and never communicate or speak to anyone really. And I think that's another problem that that, that we've got. I mean, maybe you can think of others, there are plenty more, but we've only got so many minutes. So again, I'll ask mm. you, you know, do you wanna add anything to that? Well, well, part
0: of the thing I think too, is that uh, we're not bringing the gospel into a vacuum. There are other gospels there and some of the yeah. gospels, the good news stories of the culture. Uh, are in direct contradiction to our gospel and also call out our gospel on areas in it that
1: say it's bad news. Do you think that's what some of the barriers are in late modern society? I do. I think there are barriers. And I think sometimes what we're doing is we're going against barriers that no longer exist and we're not seeing the new ones that are here. And I think some of the barriers are that, uh, People are distracted. It's interesting, I've been reading so much about Pascal recently, and, and he talks about the great thing that people have is that they are distracted and they don't want to face up to reality of their own mortality or what's beyond or their relationship with God or anything else. So that's a barrier. I think language can be a barrier. I think culture can be a barrier. Uh, I think sin is a barrier. Um, I think pride uh, as, as one of the great sins, if you like, that's a barrier i think cowardice on our part is often a barrier i think being unsure of what to say not knowing what we believe these are numerous numerous barriers so um yeah i think all these barriers can be overcome i mean that's what we're trying to do in third space help people to overcome those barriers Uh, and Hmm. i do think there are wide open doors but yeah yeah
0: Well, I I guess the Bible uses agricultural metaphors to talk about the gospel going out and obviously in an agricultural setting, you've got plowing, sowing, reaping. Um, Is that a good image? Are those images sort of uh, ripe? (laughs) Ripe. There's another one itself.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So uh, good good images? Yeah, they're great images. I mean, I I love thinking of these things because I always used to think of evangelism as sowing and reaping. And I think a lot of christians a lot of churches basically think of it as reaping where i i grew up on a farm and you know that this, explains a lot by the way it does explain a lot it explains my intelligence um and i'll i'll never hear you know any slagging off of farm workers who are the salt of the earth uh, they they and fishermen they're the best occupations but i was uh, i grew up on a farm and uh you know we'd go out and you would you could sow seed. So you might sow your winter barley, you know, in October or whatever. Your spring barley, uh, and you didn't go out every day looking to say, "Oh, when is this going to come up?" Uh, and you you knew you will have to wait several months, and that's what we have to do. And I think that. Um, that idea of sowing, a lot of churches are very slow with that. We need to th- realize that it could be a, a long, long time before what we sow now uh, reaps. I, I remember one man, I remember baptizing one man at 99 years old who first heard the gospel when he was eight years old and in fact completely rejected it. Wow. But the one thing I think we're missing a lot in today's culture is we need to plow. We need to break up the ground. And that's a lot of different things. That's getting to know people. That's um breaking up, if you like, the world view. I think that this COVID crisis and even the, the racism crisis and everything else is doing some of the ploughing for us. So I think these, these terms are all very helpful. Hmm.
0: That, that's interesting. Perth as a city is very secular, and I've often heard it said in church planning settings that I've been involved with that uh, bringing the gospel here is like ploughing in concrete. Uh, it's uh, It feels like much harder. but. Do you think we try to say, what's the killer app that can get me to sowing and
1: reaping very quickly without doing the plowing? Concrete's relatively easy to plow <laughs> compared with compared with land that's got a lot of rocks and weeds in it and and, and so on. Um, I I think one of the mistakes that we make today is this. We think if only we think people are reasonable and we think if only they knew it was true, then they would believe it. And that's not the case at all. They actually have to want it to be true. And I mentioned Pascal before, and I'm adapting him a little bit. But I think there are four things that we need to do. Um, and I'm sure you want me to tell you, don't you?
0: I do. I, tell me all of them or else I'll try to guess them. So yeah.
1: you go. <laughs> the first is this, that it's reasonable because people go, oh, come on, you're crazy. So they need to know it's reasonable. And I, and I do remember sometimes people coming to me and saying, Dave, I just, do you know what you believe is, is ridiculous, but you seem such a reasonable person. And why would a reasonable person believe something so unreasonable? So one thing we we show people it's reasonable. Then we have to show them that it's beautiful. So they look at it and go, wow. And again, I mentioned in a previous podcast, the guy who said, I hate what you teach, but I want what you've got. And I want people to see the beauty and to go, "I," I, I want people to be saying, I don't know if that's true, but I really wish it were true. Um, And then the good, that's the third one. This is a good thing. And I think a lot of opposition to even hearing the gospel now is people's perception of Christianity as being incredibly negative or bad, especially as compared with their values. And I want to show them the good. I want to show them the reasonable, the beautiful, the good, and then the true. Mm. I think often, you know, people say, why are you a Christian? Well, I'm a Christian because it's true. um, And I believe it's true. But I think I want them to get to this stage of okay, I can see lots of advantages in this, but how do we know it's true? And then we're in. Yeah.
0: Look, Dave, that's great, and I think reasonable people come up to you and think you're reasonable. I, do they say you're beautiful? I don't know. If that would be a great uh, call for the gospel. The beauty of David Robertson is a killer point. But <laughs> it's the inner beauty. Oh, the inner beauty. Yes. Well, it's well inner. What about the church, uh, Dave? People kind of. Uh, Divorce the church from the message, but surely they, as, um, as Stan, not Stanley Harivis, um, as Leslie Yuvigan says, that the, the church, the congregation is the hermeneutic of the
1: gospel. Do you think that's, there's something to that? I'm, I'm saying no because i'm astounded that people can even think of doing evangelism without the church because i would simply say this the church is the body of christ and it's through the church that people will see christ and i have seen so many people and i'm including myself in this whose arguments against the gospel were blown away by what they saw that was beautiful and good and true and reasonable in the church i've also seen many people who've been completely turned off because of the church so the church is absolutely crucial Absolutely crucial in this. And, you know, by this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. I mean, I know you were joking about my beauty and that you really do appreciate it, but um, even the fact that I'm on a podcast, stunningly good looking, it, that's not the issue. The issue is is there any of the beauty of Christ in me and in those whom I relate with as my fellow believers? And if there is, that cannot butt out, and it will show. And so the church is crucial. The
0: Lord bless you and keep you Make his face shine upon you And be gracious to you Lord turn his face toward you Well, uh, where are we with all of this? Um, We talked about uh, the culture in Third Space, we talk about it being never more hostile towards the gospel but never more open. What are your thoughts, Dave? Is it hostile and open or
1: both? Is it the best of times or the worst of times? There's a hostility that comes from some people, there's a hostility that comes from ignorance, there's a hostility, traditional if you like, hostility that comes from the evil one. But there's also an openness because the certainties of modernism have been replaced by the uncertainties of postmodernism. And in the postmodern marketplace, we have the best product, if you like. So I would argue that, you know, we've just heard a bit of the blessing and we'll hear more of the blessing. I think that fits the criteria of something beautiful, something good, something reasonable based upon something true. And I would say these are days of great opportunity that the shaking up of our culture is doing much of the plowing for us. We need now to get out and sow, we may need to do a little bit of plowing. We need to sow prayerfully so that we can reap joyfully. And Psalm 126 uh, says that if you sow with tears, you reap with songs of joy. And I think the tears are tears of compassion, tears of concern, maybe even tears of anger at the injustice and so on. But knowing that we're sowing the seed of the word of life. And I, for me, Uh, As a Scotsman here in Australia, these are wonderful times in Australia, but not just in Australia, in many parts of the world to communicate and to share the blessing that Christ brings to us.
0: Well, another great uh, podcast to go to uh, in these times would be a Hope in Crisis. Uh, Tim Costello hosting that. And in that podcast, Tim talks to mates around the world. And he's been around the world a lot who are confronting the COVID crisis and other dilemmas. And he's looking at it from a Christian perspective. So he's going to speak to people like Sam Hearn, who's the mayor in a New South Wales small town who united his whole town around this COVID crisis. And then also uh, Christian Kane looking at the vexed issue of modern slavery. Slavery hasn't gone away. And also people like Anne and Massimo, who are pastors in COVID-devastated Italy. So that's Hope in Crisis, and you can find that at eternitypodcasts.com. Thanks for entering the third space with us. It's been a fascinating discussion and uh, these topics keep rolling along and they've been very encouraging and exciting to talk about. Uh, And we look forward to sharing some more of those uh, thoughts uh, thoughts from Third Space with you sometime soon.
1: Third Space is hosted by me, David Robertson, and Steve McAlpine, who is the living proof of what we've been talking about, that you don't need to be good looking, intelligent, or particularly articulate in order to be able to communicate the gospel. Steve manages to do it without having any of those blessings. It's produced by Janelle Muller, who has them all, and edited by Peter Laverick, who I think also has them all. Third Space is part of the Eternity Podcast Network, an audio collection showcasing the seriously good news of faith today. Head to thirdspace.org.au where you'll find show notes and other stuff related to our episodes. And click on our Facebook page to join in the debate. From me and Steve, it's been a pleasure and continues to be a pleasure to serve you in this way.
0: You've been listening to the Eternity Podcast Network,
1: eternitypodcasts.com.au.